What is going on, ladies and gentlemen? This is Nick. I am this is Voices of the Black and Gold. I am Nick. Now I'm messing it up because I'm so excited. <laughs> this is a big deal today, man. We have a great lineup for you. Uh, the voices today is it's sort of going to be like how it was in the spaces time. We have a bunch of our originals that came on. We're going to have Justin, Craig, Uruguay is going to come through, of course, Eric and Celso. So this is going to be a team event like it used to be on spaces and i'm really excited about it we got a lot to cover uh, of course we're going to go over the carson match that we smashed them um three to one uh three to two I mean, that's a smash for me we got the victory at the second um playoff that they got to attend since we have been a club and we knocked them out again for the second time big job from the black and gold on that and then we're just going to break down some of the players move into the austin game that we're going to have on the 30th unfortunately it's going to be at 12 o'clock at the bank of california some people like craig is actually going to get to watch it at a normal time uh, i'm going to get to watch it at nine o'clock in the morning so that's going to be not so much fun as I drink my coffee where I would prefer a beer. However, we get to watch LAFC play Austin, and it's going to be an awesome match. Um, however, we always started the show off. If you're new to this, thank you for joining us. If you wouldn't mind, give us a like and a subscribe to the YouTube. It helps us out. Uh, we talk everything LAFC, the good and the bad. Um, we're going to start it off with uh, Celso. Man, what a game, right? We were at... We're, we're, we're at the Bank of California, or you're at the Bank of California. Uh, LAFC is playing Carson and El Trafico. What every MLS person wanted to see is a rivalry match of the, you know, the LA and, and the Carson match. And, hey, we walked away victorious, right? We knocked them out now for the second time uh, that we have been in, uh, seeing them in the playoffs. Celso, what did you think, brother? Man, I am speechless and you know every time every week i come in here and i say a lot about these games so i'm actually very happy we have a good good team today but look every time i come here and i say what i think of this game this time i'm gonna do something different i have the privilege of covering this game sometimes in the on the field for uh the brazilian publication and we made a quick video about two minutes of everything that happened in that game so i'm gonna share it with you guys and that's what i thought of the game Two more. Yeah. Salve galera do Território MLS. Celso Oliveira diretamente aqui de Los Angeles. Do jogão, hein? Daqui uma hora deve ter bola rolando aqui. Oh, yeah, he was right behind us, man. 
Yep. And then he walks away and gets signatures even to the Carson fans. Then, then he gives the Carson fans the signature also. I mean, look at him. He, Rongo just doing it all. And then, uh, so Eric, what's up, man? How was your how was your event at the uh, – yeah, Carson is not I, – I love it, man. I love I should have brought my yeah, Carson man. is not L.A. shirt. Um, so tell me, man, tell me about the game. The game was one of the most dramatic games in five years of MLS soccer, possibly the greatest game in five years of MLS soccer that we've ever seen. Everybody in the league, everybody in the world, because when we're talking LAFC, we're talking the greatest team. So how can the greatest team not bring in the greatest game? Um, Super nervy as always. I was telling Celso before the game, people would say, hey, what's your prediction? And I would not give anybody a prediction because I was so nervous about this game. If there's a team that, you know, I don't need to rehash the history we have here, but nonetheless, like a defeat would have been the most, the biggest disaster ever. And instead we came through and won the beginning of the game went very kind of slow. And there was a few points in there where I felt like I was going to deja vu and we were going to snatch a defeat from the jaws of victory, but the boys on the field, they kept it, they persevered. And by the end of the game, they put it away and it was one for the storybooks. We had talked before, you know, before uh, the playoffs, like, do we want to see Carson? Do we not want to see Carson? And and remember, I said, we want to see them because this, we want a storybook ending. We want poetry. And that game gave all of that to every MLS fan that tuned in that game. They saw an absolute cracker of a match. The good guys won. We are going on for our next game. So I couldn't be more happy. It was magnificent. Eric, with all the words, as he always is. Craig, what's up, buddy? You're watching it over there, staying up late night, making sure you get to watch LAFC close out Carson. What's up, man? How, how, how did you get to celebrate and enjoy that game? Oh, I, I, I got about an hour's sleep after it and then went to work. That was that was it, you know, but uh, I think I delayed it. You know? I <laughs> to work and, uh, and then there was there was a couple of beers, you know, uh, but um, like Eric's saying, it was uh, – it's it's like all the derbies have been. It was, you, you know, you're, you're you're expecting, you know, a bit bit more one sidedness from someone in these things. But there's two teams going for it, going all yeah. out. They leave the back door open, both of them, you know. And it was yeah. it was it's everything you can expect, you know. Like you say, LAFC started slow, started off cold, uh, but they they did enough to to keep themselves. In it and then you know take, taking the lead and you know with with holding them coming back and you know the, the late what the late winner you know none of us really expected all, all hoped it but I yeah. don't think you were you were getting that close to the end any is actually. No, you- you know, we're all we're all over hyping it, but you're speaking a lot of truth. It's very true. When it comes to the derbies, there hasn't been one easy game, right? It's always a back and forth, and that's something that we've seen a lot in this particular game. I mean, just within the amount of minutes of between the goals, right? It, it happened just right away, and that's the way that the derbies were. Even in the one where we had the 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 very first derby where they came back and they won, uh, you know, those goals we 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 took off running, and then they showed up at the end and just all of their goals were back to back to back. So every trail Traffico is just one for the books. Justin, you were there covering it, man. Talk to me about covering it, covering 
an LAFC derby now, you know, from a fan's perspective to now covering it. And what did you think about your first playoff game that you are covering? Yeah, yeah, this is, uh, I think, my second derby covering, um, covered the, the one at home this year. And then, yeah, first one in the playoffs, it was uh, just an incredible game. I mean, I can't add on much to what uh, Eric said there, an incredible uh, match as good as it gets, as Steve Schrendel said after the game, it's MLS at its absolute best. Uh, I think that was proven time and again. And just yeah, El Trafico never ever disappoints, does it? Uh, no. You you continue to feel like oh the game might be over, but you can't ever think it's over uh, with El Trafico and three goals in the final ten minutes is all you can ask for. No, true, true. And I have a lot more to ask you about that particular situation when we get down the thing, because I have some questions about it. Well, we'll get there. I I don't want to jump the gun yet. Gaston, what's up, buddy? So, I mean, I know you are as excited as I am. You know, look, you, me and Craig aren't lucky enough to be at the stadium, right? So we're writing into our text a lot. We're we're sharing the stories like, what in the world? And (laughs) you guys are as excited as I am. But this is a big deal, right? These derbies are exciting. It is. They are. They are. Um, I mean, I, I, I could feel the the stadium's energy through the TV. Uh, no question. Knows how many kilometers away from LA? Uh, <laughs> the ambience was amazing, honestly. Uh, the uh, the LAFC supporters never fail. Uh, they always deliver what's needed. And uh, I, I mean, I, I was really, really happy. I, I struggled to to go to sleep after the game because yes, I was, I was crazy after that that Bowang, that Chicho goal. Uh, I woke up the the neighbors. <laughs> but, but, I mean, it, it was worth it. Uh, That's just guess, Don. He, he's just, he's just excited right now. Don't worry, yeah. guys. Just go back to bed. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, but I mean, uh, as I said in in previous shows, uh, you don't play derbies; you win them, and they did that. So, uh, no, it's facts. I, I cannot complain. We can talk about, we're going to talk about it later, some polemic technical mm-hmm. decisions, some uh, bad bad moments in the game. Mm-hmm. But if you win those derbies in uh, conference uh, uh, semifinals, mm-hmm. there's, you got to take the positives for sure. No, I agree 100%. I agree 100%. You knocked that out of the park. Like... The, the excitement of this game, you could feel the energy. 3252 was so freaking loud over the TV. I don't care if they say they put mics there or whatever. It was so loud. And um, you you really did feel the energy through there. Uh, I was pacing around. Wife's like, what in the world? I was like, dude, I am so amped up right now. I, could, I also could not go to bed after. Um, and that just shows you the passion that we have for this club. You know, it really does. Uh, so what I would like to do right now, we're going to play the highlights of, the, of it, and then we will get into uh, some of the players. Segura just taking the space, rolled in. Carlos Vela trying to roll that in. Bog, it was a strike. Bog, who scores? Rubman opening up. Rubin trying to hook that in. Chicharito couldn't quite get there. It's popped in the air. Headed away, only as far as Garcia into the bottom corner. Palacios gets it back from Cifuentes. In the middle for Arango. He's got Hollings head up the right. Hands it off. Hollings head up. Oh, God. Oh, the water just, in here just flies. 
Tie the game a second time. Groupman, Vasquez, picked up by Yolanda. Oh, this ball in. It's Kellen Acosta to take. 93rd minute. Acosta deep out swinger. Fired in by Blogger. It went so crazy. It went so crazy in there. <laughs> and yes, there it is, guys. I mean, look, uh, Arango got the winning goal, but for me, I am sorry. It is Dini Bawanga. Dini Bawanga, Dini Bawanga. When I try to tell you, for me, this kid did everything that we have asked him to do coming into this club. Uh, it was a big deal, man. It the, the movements that we just seen him make, the runs that he was making, even when on and off the ball. Um, he was he was challenging them defensively, which was a really great thing. Um, I know we have an order, but of course I'm going to jump to my one in favor person, Mr. Craig, on this one because we know how he has felt about <laughs> Mr. Denny Bawanga, and so I just sort of want to know, Craig, has he won you over these last two games, man? He has now won us a supporter shield, and he has now kicked out Carson out of the playoffs. Tell me, you are now a believer? Well, my my hair might be a bit dark for this, but. Denis, Denis, I am in so in love with you as Blondie. <laughs> oh. uh, he, he nailed it. He, he, he stepped up. I I don't think that's going to be the level of performance you're going to see off him all the time, but he's certainly shown that he's capable now. Uh, that's the main thing. He's, he's, he's shown his potential. He's, 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 he is definitely going to kick on for that, but he'll still have a lot of five games. No one's going to be week in, week out like that. You couldn't possibly do that. You couldn't possibly do that performance. But he he quite rightly was, you know, the the, the man of the match and stuff like that. He he changed that game. He did. It almost feels like it almost feels like the guys are now making that pass a little faster for him, right? Um, and and, and, and it seems like because we we even talked about it, it seemed like he was always making the run a little too quick, and they weren't quick enough to getting that pass, right? Because he was getting some offsides, and then he it was always behind him, and he wasn't he was getting turned around. Um, we've noticed the last two games that the passes are a little bit faster through the middle for him, and he is a quick player. I mean. Where he comes from, there it's a quick league, and he is a very quick player, and we are really seeing that the last two games. Uh, Celso, another person that was a little on the fence with Denis. Now I think you've warmed up to him a lot. Tell me what you're seeing from him. So, okay, you're gonna we're gonna live or die by Denis because he consumes the ball and he will consume a great percentage of the LAFC output when it comes to scoring. Now, when he's on, <laughs> like he was, he's going to basically dictate the pace of the game and where that game's going to go. Now, Fair. if it happens against Nashville, where he just stumbles against a wall like he did, then he's going to have a, a little bit of a tough time, right? And we're going to have to look for options. And my frustration has been, we really don't change the pace if things are not working out. And against Carson, it did right off the bat. He scored in the on the first half. He scored again on the second half. By the way, perfect, perfect. I have my French beer here. This is a great, great moment. I was thirsty. I was ready for this because I'm all in on this guy. I'm all I'm all things French right now. I'm trying Good. everything French. I'm looking into league on games. I'm really Good. intrigued by this man. And here's the one trait I love about this man. He is big game Boonga. 
every big game he's showing up for us. And that's a trait. That is not by accident. That is the opposite of what Mr. Brian Rodriguez was. And this is what the difference is. And if anybody here, anybody, and, and go ahead, thinks and can make a comparison that Brian Rodriguez and Denise Boonga are the same player, please, please go ahead because they're not. Because that takes cojones. No. That takes being a man. That takes being in the moment, a big moment, and not being faced by it. And this scoring bangers, a brace, bangers. the biggest game of his career without even thinking about it. I know, I know, I know. b had the game against Carson. It didn't mean anything. It was a shot coach that was on his way out, and we were barely going to make the playoffs. So it did not matter. Fair. When it mattered the most, Denis Boonga. And I'm going to drink my beer. Next. No, it's fair. Listen, man. I was that he is b -Rod. Please, I was, tell me listen, hey, I was high on him when we first got him. You guys know this, right? Like right. I, I have, I've been saying it from the beginning. I was high on this dude. I watched a lot of tapes on him and I was excited. Uh, it got scary. And to Craig's point, I understood what he was saying. You know, we weren't seeing, we were seeing a lot of the foot movement that Brian had with not the end result. And now we're getting the end result. And there, there lies the difference. Um, and the kid, the, what I like about Bowanga is that he loves the patch already. He already loves the supporters. Him after scoring, going over to the 32-52 was one of the best things ever. Uh, Eric, where are you at on Bowanga, buddy? Uh, well, man, I love Bowanga. You know, and then finishing off with Salsa, <laughs> one last question. You know who loves Brian is Toluca. Toluca loves Brian more than anybody right now. So, you know, if anybody missed that sitter, let's yeah, I don't watch the game X, so good as Brian and, and whatever happened to him. Bulanga, Justin. Bulanga showed Go ahead, Eric. That, uh, that he can do it all. Uh, his first goal came from a pass from Vela in the middle. Yes, turned, beautiful pass, by the way. The defender put it in. His second goal came from a cross where he is at the right place in the right time. Two completely different styles of goals for a forward. You know, one through the middle around somebody, one being at the right place at the right time to get the perfect cross. And, you know, look at it even further. One of them was with Vela on the field, and then they pulled Vela early off the game. And that second goal came with Carlos off the field. So whether he's there or not, Bowanga looks like he's going to contribute under any circumstances. And... You know, when we have our, our MVP and playmaker off the field, they're still going to come up with something. That was a huge yes. surprise for me with that game is when Vela came out, we put in quick goals after that because, you know, I was thinking, how do we struggle with him gone or with Bale? Because we talked about how we kind of needed that playmaker there. And both the guys that we looked at as filling that role, were neither of them were there. And our team almost fired even harder at that point. So that, that was, was in pacing yeah. and he was pacing. Uh, yeah. Well, I, I did have something I wanted to say about that, and I was going to ask you guys. It was on the right on the list of my questions for you guys, so I'm going to get back to it. I'm going to finish with Gaston and Justin, and then I'm going to ask you guys this question about that. Uh, uh, Justin, go ahead, Craig. Yeah, no, um, I, I would have compared him to Raheem the Dream before, you know, uh, calling him Raheem. Right, so it was particularly pleasing that both of them were on the field at the same time mm -hmm. because – Wanga did actually look better than Raheem Edwards, you know. So he confirmed he's he's shot he shot that name I gave him. That's that's gone now, you know. <laughs> uh, <laughs> yeah, I mean the, the fact that Raheem Edwards was our savior was a problem. 
<laughs> right, right. Justin, so where are you at on Bawanga, man? I mean, when we first heard about him, you and I were really high on, um, you know, his defensive, the points that he got from in, in league. Oh, we, we talked pretty high about him on a spaces once before. Where are you at now? Yeah, yeah. I'm glad that Nick actually remembers because everybody else uh, wants to come at me like Celso uh, and think that I'm comparing him to Brian. Well, I mean, Rodriguez. you did make that comparison, and I understand why you did. I, but I'm saying you did you did compliment him before. Then you went to the Brian thing. But where are you now? I've I've always I've always well, that's the thing. I've always been this. I've always had the same thoughts, and I still have the same thoughts. Uh, and that is that. The Stop reason, it. The, Oh, no, don't stop anything, Nick. This is the facts. <laughs> I have always said the same thing about Denny Bowanga and Brian Rodriguez, uh, and whether talking about them together or separately. The, the facts are that they are similar style of players. If that's what you want to talk about, how they play, it's very similar. If you want to talk about quality, uh, the difference is Denny Bowanga is a much higher quality. He's a much okay, better finisher. Okay, there we go. He's a much better Justin. finisher. He's much better at finding the final pass. Uh, Everything. He's... He's more physical, but not everything. Because when you look at his defensive work rate, his pressing work rate, his uh, the way that he likes to come in on the off the left side, cut inside, and attack players one v one and go direct to goal, all of that is exactly what Brian Rodriguez also loves to do. He's but better, more better defender than Brian. But better, but better. Yeah, sorry, exactly. like you got to keep exactly. adding to that, and I think that's yeah. the one trait he has. He has a lot more awareness on the pitch, and maybe because he's an older player, has played internationally more, you know, played in Europe, you know, in better leagues. But his awareness on the pitch, and the fact that he comes all the way back to help and and stay with Douglas Costa on a play that basically was, you know, could generate a goal for the Galaxy. That's awareness, and I've never seen a Brian Rodriguez. And I think the problem is up here, man. You know what I mean? It, it, Brian's capable of everything because his body is, yes. you know, it's, it's, I mean, he's clearly works on his body. He's just jacking it. But then when it comes to the decision-making, I feel like he fails. And it's his big, team, big bro. Big-time players, you know, guys that have everything in order, have had a plan, have had experience, have had the coaches, right, have listened to the coaches because he doesn't look like he does. You know, you know those are the guys that end up making it. I don't know. Uh, the comparison to me, and I know I'm, I'm, I'm just playing with you, of course, but the comparison to me stops at the fact that they play left wing. To me, right? And I know you're entitled to say that it's more than that. But I think, the, the, to me, they only play the same position. That's it. Yeah. Justin. It's, it's, well, it's exactly what, what Nick said. And I appreciate you, Nick, because it is, there, there are different things. And when you're talking about style of play, they're very similar. When you're talking about quality, uh, they're not. They're, Denny Bonga is just much higher level player than Brian Rodriguez is. But when you're talking about yeah. the style of play, they are very similar in their style of yeah. play. And so I, I don't want those two things to get conflated because it seems they have over the past uh, couple months or whatever. No, very, very true. I guess Dom, if anyone, if, <laughs> if anyone could compare these two, I think Gaston has the right to compare either of them yes. and, and tell us what you think. So Gaston, as someone that's watched Brian, and let's hear it. You, you give us who's right and who's wrong in this scenario. Uh, <laughs> I mean, it, it's a tough one because uh, I usually <laughs> tend, tend to analyze Brian on what he can do and not, but, and not by what he does really on the pitch. Like I always yeah. rated him higher than you probably because I know his potential. I've, I've been watching him since he made his professional debut, and I am, uh-huh. and I am confident that he has more talent than than Bowanga, naturally speaking. Like, really, he's a more talented player. Okay. So only, only speaking about talent. Then, if he can reach that you, potential, you is another right, whole thing. 
uh, but I mean, Bowanga is is a more mature player. Uh, right. He has a lot of more experience. Um, he's also played in 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 better leagues. I mean, League mm -hmm. One is better experience than the Uruguayan league, which is uh, really bad. Um, but, but to be honest, I don't miss Brian, and I thought I would, because uh, he was a profile of winger that I don't think we had in in Opoku, Bella, or uh, or Moose when he was here. But I mean, Bowanga has filled that uh, that role for me, uh, mm -hmm. and, and he has improved what Brian was doing as of now. Fair. So uh, Fair. comparing them as of now, Bowanga is miles better. And, mm -hmm. uh, yeah, hopefully in the future, Brian Brian involves to a better player than Bowanga because that would be good for for us. We have that, that percentage of his transfer fee, and uh, that's true. I'm wishing wishing Brian all the best, but I we actually we want him to like blow up. Right? See, th this is why I'm glad that you guys came on. First of all, I, thank you guys for all coming on here. Th this has been awesome just to get all everyone's perspective, like we used to on spaces, but just put some faces, uh, you know, names with some faces. Um, the one thing I wanted to ask you guys back uh, about, sort of going back to what Justin or uh, Eric was talking about, is I was also impressed with how Bawanga doesn't fall off when Vela leaves the pitch. You have normally seen when people come to this club, Vela's on there, they look very comfortable when he leaves. It looks like they're a little lost and don't know who's supposed to take control or whatever. You haven't seen that with Denis. And I was really, really surprised how great him and Opaku look together, man. Like, to be honest, to be completely really honest, they look really good together. In my opinion, when I watch them run together, their their runs both are on the side, so it, it opens it up. You can go either way. Uh, Apaku was looking for him down because he knew that the only other person that could be down there was going to be Bawanga. It was pretty awesome to watch. So, mm -hmm. are we worried if that happens? If if because I mean, look, man, we're getting into Vela, and, and so I guess this is going to be a double question right now. But Vela did raise his hand. I rewatched it. JP was like, no, he asked just to be assist. He asked for some to come off. He did. It, if it was a mixed communication, whatever, it asked for yeah. to come out because he was crampy. Are we worried if he comes out and Apaku comes in? I mean, like, it, it is Vela's team. He runs this team. We need him there. But it might be okay if he comes out at the second half and we have Opaku in. I'm opening yeah. it up for anyone. Justin? Yeah, I'll, yeah. I mean... Number one, just look at the results of what happened. You know, it, it, it shocked all of us. Maybe this team, maybe this team has gotten to the point where, you know, they, they've become like they can win like by by platoon. You know, where mm -hmm. you take Vela out, and, like you put a, a Poku of all of our forwards. A Poku is has gotten to be quite experienced now. I mean, he's been with the team for two and a half years now if you include mm -hmm. the time that he was injured now but he's been with the team for two and a half years so if everybody in that front if i think if you put christian tail in i think it looks a little different because again like opoku he he's become one with them he fights with them so in this case they put in opoku and all of a sudden everything everything changed almost for the better the energy mm -hmm. kicked up and everybody started moving faster i like everybody it. got motivated so i like i saw what i what I saw there, I'd be super concerned with Vela coming out, especially if Bale wasn't there to sub him. With a mm -hmm. poker for Vela, it worked. You know, 
if it comes in again, I'll feel more confident than I thought when I saw that substitute happen last game. I mean, well, what do you say with, with this communication of now, this is the second time we've seen Vela say, oh, I was asking for assistance, but I got pulled out. I mean, there has to be some kind of, Hey, look, man, <laughs> I get your event, but you got to let me know what is, I need assistance and I need to come out of this game mean. Right. I mean, so, so where are we here? Now? Like, this is getting ridiculous. Yeah, this is now twice. It is. It is, and I don't buy it, and I don't think either way. I think he was gassed. I I saw him very closely, and he was really running his ass off, and he was he was not going to be able to go much further into that game. And the death that we have on that bench, in uh, it, it doesn't justify putting Vala through what he did. He gave us quality minutes. Carlos quality. Vala is still doing. Oh. Great things Doing for LAFC. Great pass. He's been responsible in one way or another right. with an assist right. or a goal for the right. first scoring up, you know, of LAFC. In basically, the, I believe the last three games. You know, if you, if you mm. count Portland, he was he had the first goal and he had the assist on the first goal. And the first mm. goal dictates a lot to me, right? Who's going to end up being the winner? It, it raises your tra chances tremendously. And I do believe that when he's not there right off the bat. We struggle to find that first goal. We struggle to find communication and creativity. I the agree. Games, the very few games that he set, right? Now, mm -hmm. I, he, he's not going to sit. So I'm okay with him getting 60 quality minutes because I was. I looked at the bench. I was like, wow, Teo didn't even get a chance. Right. Well, Blessing didn't right. get a chance. Right. Like guys that, that would give us quality oh. minutes. You know, Latif Blessing, I, I looked to the side and I saw some of our mids tired. I was like, okay, Latif Blessing can give us like quality 25 minutes just hold yeah down. Well, we're gonna get into all that when we get into right? Dolo. Also, i mean we, we gotta talk about on, that on vela right because so i still like it's vela fc for me he starts he gives us 60 and we see where we are right if he's doing great right. we'll see where he is physically and in that game to me he probably had another 10 minutes yeah right, right. He, he he played justin uh, justin where are you at on this man do you do you think that vela was actually correct uh, you know, cramping, or did you think that he got pulled out when was it was just hard. a mis miscommunication? No, one hundred percent, it was cramps. Uh, there's, there's no doubt about that. I mean, then Steve why get that. mad? <laughs> they all get I, mad, man. <laughs> no, he's, 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 he's just gaming. upset that he's upset that he can't finish the game out, right? He, I mean, he's a competitor. He still wants to play yes. and beat Chicharito Fair. and LA and Galaxy. Fair. He still wants to play. The issue okay. to me. The issue to me is much more about why is Carlos Vela cramping 80 minutes into the game when he should be prepared to go 120, right? There this is, is not – it's not acceptable. Great question. Be, it's not acceptable for him to be uh, cramping after 80 minutes and not be fully fit uh, for these games. He, you know, he's been preparing for these games for the past five weeks, uh, and mm -hmm. he's, been, he's been balling out in the end of the season and uh, getting the, his rest that he needs. He saw it against Nashville, right? Any precaution – They've, they've given to him late on the yes. season, and yet he's still not fully fit. That is the worry for me. No, that, that's a great that's player. a great point. But, you know, and, and also Justin says something. You know, he just didn't – he wants to compete, but he snubbed Dolo a little bit, like gave yes. him attitude for pulling him out. Dude, don't – there's no need. You're crampy. I'm helping you. So, Uruguay, what, what do you do when you're that coach? You know, you're just like, this <sighs> is a star. This is I the start, like right? He gave me the he gave me the thing and said, "Come out." I bring him out. He gets mad at me. What am I supposed to do here? <laughs> well, uh, I, 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 when I was watching the game, I tweeted that I wouldn't have taken Bella out because uh, for for me, he's the the goat. He's the the best player 
in the league history. Uh, so I would have him on the pitch even if he was on one leg. Um, but Fair. Dolo once again proved me wrong, and it's something that's been continuously happening through the season. Uh, he he seems to to do those those polemic substitutions well. Uh, I think that Bella had a really good game, and I was thinking I want I want to poke in, but I wouldn't have taken Bella out. Because mm-hmm. Bella is Bella and what he mm-hmm. represents to the club, to the franchise. But then I was like, you're not going to take your your season best goal scorer and you're not going to take Dennis who had scored the first goal and the is your biggest yeah. signing. Yeah. So Fair. It, I, I was thinking maybe he, he plays a 4-2-3-1, but he's never done that. So, I mean, it was a, a, a pretty tough situation to be. Uh, and no. Dolo, Dolo Coach did what he had well. to do, man. And yeah. No, he did. He did. He said he did. it was a tough game to manage yeah. because, like, as a player, there's just so much emotion, and and I feel like that was yeah. just an emotion burst coming out. And Coach did what he had to do. Great yeah. stuff, yeah. Craig. It worked. We got we scored right, and and we move on. And and now Vela's rested right for this right ridiculous match that we have against a much. <laughs> tougher opponent than Carson yeah. because Carson mm-hmm. was just not this, that strong. You know, they they played nobody, went on a run. MLS hooked them up once again with this beautiful schedule at the end. They barely had to play anybody good. And then suddenly they were in the playoffs playing us, right? So it, right. it's a little weird that how, the way it, break down, it broke up. But it's, it is no, it is. is. But, yeah. but now it here is. we go. You know, Now we have a much, Craig. much bigger game in front of us, I think. Right. No, Craig. Um, so to finish up, to finish up on the, uh, on the Vela part, um, you know, it's true. Look, he's, he's getting in the passes for the first half. He's giving us all he has. What's the big deal if he comes out at the 50th minute for you, you know, and then you bring in Opaku who is fresh legs, fast and, and eager and ready to show and work. No, going back to your original point, you know, in, in the days of Bob, you know, that everything went through Vela, Vela had to be in that team or the team didn't perform. Things have moved on. You can see that there's guys in that pitch performing because of the people you have in the squad now. Even in the squad's you know, they're not playing physically on on the on the field, you know. So uh, it is much more interchangeable now. Bela, if I'm sorry, he's he's been there for the start. If he still can't communicate clearly with the with the bench, you know whether he means to come off or whether he needs help. Well, I mean, there's there's obviously an issue there. You know, the, the communication should be very clear with him. So, you know, um, I don't I don't see a big deal in it. No, I think there was there was a lot of people really concerned when he went off, but I I had thought that Dolo knew what he was doing. You know, but um, of, of course it could have went anywhere. Uh, you have you have Buanga still on there, bags the energy. He's, he could have, he could have run for another half an hour after that game finished, no mm-hmm. problem, you know. So it's well, I do want to say, um, I, I do want to say this uh, about about uh, Dolo, and I want to get in on the Dolo, and then we're going to go into uh, Arango. But you know, one thing with Dolo is. It, 
this goes back to what I said I wanted to talk to you guys about earlier is that it sort of felt like Dola was waiting. He expected us to go the extra minutes, right? Because the subs were coming so late. Um, a lot of us were calling, where are the subs? Where are the subs? Come on, bring the subs. But it almost seemed like he felt like we was going to go the extra time and he was preparing for that. Um, so let's just do a little quick thing on what do you guys thought if uh, Dola was trying to prepare for that or what? Uh, Gaston, I'm going to start with you. Well, yeah, I think that he was expecting the, the extra time because if it wasn't for that, I can't find any rational reason to not put Blessing on the pitch after we scored the 2-1. The, the and even Chiellini to, to hold the lead. I mean, uh, for me, that was a pretty obvious substitution. You, you take um, Danny Chicho, you put uh, Chiellini and you defend the, the, the rest of the 10 minutes. Perhaps mm -hmm. that's because I was raised in a, in a pretty defensive football style way. Uh, I mean, that's what the Uruguayan national team would do. LAFC is not Uruguay, of course, but it seemed pretty obvious. You had one of the, of the best defenders of the last 20 years on the bench. You have to hold the lead for 10 minutes. Why, why wouldn't you put him there? Uh, yeah. But once That's again, Dola proved us wrong. <laughs> no, he did. He proved us wrong. He proved us wrong to your point. But Eric, Eric, no. I, you know, we were all sitting there calling and saying, man, what is happening? Our guys look slow. They look sluggish. Put someone else in. And, it, you know, we score and then they scored right away. And it was like Dolo couldn't. He was like, okay, now we're playing again for these extra 30 and then possibly for the PKs. Were you were you and the guys you know that are in your section? Were y'all calling for subs or what's happening around you? I mean, not not so much. I, so with with me, and I think that's a lot about especially high pressure games and derbies. You you just you kind of let people roll until they can't go anymore. But I think you kind of want to keep your core in there for for a good chunk of time. Um, if, less, if we look at the Vela sub, one thing you know with that. I thought Vela played one of the most physical games I've ever seen him play at LAFC. And if we looked at kind of how the flow of the game was going on, we tactically seemed to want to bypass the midfield. I think we looked at Ricky Pooch and Brugman there, and it was a lot of passes over the midfield to our forwards up top. And Vela was a target on a lot of those 50-50 aerial balls, which isn't a position he's in a lot. So, it was Vela versus Koulibaly quite a bit, like very physical game that Car Carlos has to go against a stronger, younger guy to fight for, for balls coming in the air. So to me, him being gas made total sense. And Carlos Edwards. really put all of his body out there. Once he got subbed, you know, Buanga's goal to go up, it, Opoku made the cross on there, you know, and Opoku came in with the legs and it was two minutes after the sub, you know, Vela came out the 78th minute, the Buanga goal is the 80th minute. So that sub to me was the right place, right time, completely caught them off guard. Of course, they came back managing the end of the game, looking at bringing Chiellini in. I'm sure there's a, there's a lot of things there, but I think the results, it was managed very well. And I think it was very much like a chess game. And it was, it was really a ballsy move to pull Vela out, even though he was at that point, because if they come back at us, like, He's going to be questioned all year by everybody for that move, you know, and it and it worked. No facts, very very true. Celso, go yeah, ahead, I man. I think this is this is what it is about Dolo that's been uh, made him successful is the fact that he's managed the personalities in his locker room really really well and has really sort of grow a culture that everybody's um, sort of the same there and regardless mm -hmm. of what you're 
where you came from, whether you're an old guard or you brought in new or you came in in the second window. They, you know, he really sees everything very methodically. Everyone has this role and, and, and he has a very strong plan going into the game. Now, he right. admitted that that plan was not going the way that he thought and he was ready for basically extra time, right? And um, the, the Vela thing, all I can say is that there seems to be an extra level of precaution because you want to prevent him from basically getting injured. And I understand that maybe that's what he requires at this time of his career. He's just a guy that is very fragile. So if you feel something, he has to come off because it's probably why why and how he got injured in the past. So, hmm. you know, he's now yeah. rested to play another game. And that's all I yep. care about. And, and that's all that matters. We decision making there. has been on point. And I right. am one that is, I'll just say this. I get very jittery and I want to change, right? And I think Vanny fell into that trap of making a change too fast. Too and quick. When he brought Cabral into the game. He broke his team, right? And then suddenly LAFC has a cl- had a clear advantage. And then oh, when he brought Williams point. into the game, I thought so too. I'm like, Williams is extremely slow. And we've had success against cool, uh, cool Sega and, and Williams. And 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 there it was, the, the, the winning go at 90th. So, you know, no, it's a great sometimes point. less is more. And we want yep. change. And, and, you know, we're like, what the fuck? You know, like, get Acosta out, put Blessing in. Like, he seems gassed. But he's so tamed about things that suddenly his patience won him won him a couple of games already, and I believed him that to be his biggest trait so far. That's no, true, ball. true. Uh, Craig, I mean, Celso really just says something that you've been saying from the beginning. You know, Dolo does this thing where he makes sure everyone feels into it. Everybody gets a certain amount of point uh, time to make everyone feel as part of the family. Um, and we did. We, we see a lot of that. But is it something that you think is making the guys feel like they are part of it and are buying into his system a little bit more? Yeah, definitely. And that's why it was it was unusual if we go back to Vela that he, he was kind of given out when he was getting taken off because – You've hardly seen that under under uh, Steve. It's it's more like lads accept that they're part of a squad and that they'll get their minutes. No, virtually none of them are guaranteed uh, to be a never present. Uh, as far as the, 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 he definitely was preparing for uh, extra time. And let's face it, he brought in Keeling in minutes before the end. Uh, if Arango hadn't got that goal, it's I'm certain that uh, Galaxy had ran out of steam. It was a very intense, high-paced game. And, uh, you know, he was making his substitutions late in the game, brought in Kalini. Kalini would have strolled through extra time, would have, would have worn them out, you know. But he, he, played, he played very well there with, with tactical substitutions and stuff. And he was playing for the for the, for the the extra time, you know. So it, right. I, 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 if Arango hadn't got that goal, it's very probable that they'd have won the game anyway, just through having the the experience and the energy levels on the pitch after that, you know. Fair, fair. Justin, tell me what you see out of Dolo Ball. Like, what is it that you're – when everyone says Dolo Ball, what is it that you're getting from that? Oh, well, as a philosophy, I think Dolo Ball has to do with uh, the ability to play – uh, in phases, the ability to play in, in multiple ways. Um, you know, obviously he wants to be able to possess the ball at times. He wants to be able to defend deep at times. He wants to counter at times. He, it's, it's about playing the game in phases. It's not about, 
um, a specific style of play, which I think, uh, you know, lends to adaptability uh, and the ability to change around things when necessary. And I think uh, this was a great example, right? Uh, obviously, we could talk about the Vela sub all day and how uh, I don't think anybody on this call or on the show would have made that sub. I don't know if there's anybody in that stadium who would have made that sub. Uh, but mm-hmm. Shrundalo made that sub and it was the correct with one, confidence, right? with, with confidence I mean, and, and, no, and the say. right choice. You're absolutely right. Exactly. And so while, while I uh, tweeted at the time that exactly what Eric was saying, that this is a sub in which you're putting your job on the line, because if you make that yeah. sub and LFC goes on to lose, your job is not only in jeopardy, but it's the only thing talked about in the off season for the mm-hmm. next three months. Uh, and he had the, confidence to do so and then as i wrote about in my post game article that is all the more impressive when you make that type of substitution and it works right uh, and that that goes along with uh, uh what i think should also be mentioned is this halftime adjustments which we know all season have been incredible but once again mm. uh in, in this game were incredible switching to two sixes and a ten in the second half uh mm-hmm. in that midfield really changed the dynamic of the game uh and helped lafc forward to beautifully the game. So, said Beautiful. Yeah. It's, it's true. It's true. Can I just add in there then? Probably you could summarize that in one word. Going back to Derek, Eric's um, Twitter post with the one word, you know, you could have summarized Steve's decision making, the way he managed the game and the whole performance is, is Gallus. That was it. Gallus. Oh, look at this. Um, okay, so uh, we got to talk about Aranga, right? Um, that that's going to be next on our list. And I was one of the people that was saying we need to let we need to bring him out of this game. I'm not gonna lie to y'all. I said it, I said it, and I said it. I felt like he wasn't having the best of game. I, I felt like he was a little lost in the game, a lot of the game. I did. Um, but I'm gonna tell you something. Him scoring and the passion that I seen in that man's face, running and giving his family that hogging kiss looking at the crowd when he turns around and points to his name on the back of that LAFC kit. Like it was pretty freaking special, man. It was like very touching and see, I'm a person that likes them type of players, right? Like it, it grabs me. I gravitate towards that, that passion. And it was a beautiful thing to see. And it was like, he's, he's missed those goals the last few. He hadn't had them. So he really wanted it. And this one meant the most to him. And then he, you know, he closed it out on Carson and it was just, it it was really great to see, man. Um, But tell me, am I wrong about him being lost a little bit in the first 15, 20 minutes or even the first half? Uh, I'm going to start with uh, Eric on this one, Eric. You know, we, we were talking about this before. I, I think we all know that Chicho Arango wants to stay in L.A., and we know that Chicho Arango wants to be a DP. And for those things to happen, he has to do things like score the winner against the Galaxy. He was in the right place at the right time, you know, and that's and that's what great, great finishers do. They're just sometimes they're in the right place, right time. He almost couldn't miss the net, but he was there to put it in, and he was there at that moment to win the game for us. You know, we have, you know, please Lord, we have two more games left this season, you know, and, and if, if he's going to be big in these moments again, he's, he's doing his job and there's nothing more you could want, want from a number nine. I'm, I, I think it was no, one fair. of those things. If other games, he might've come out a little early, but we didn't really have too many options on the bench. So we just, 
we rolled with it. And as, as with before, with the big game, sometimes you just want to roll with your core that's done this and you let them play a little longer and you let them go and try to win the game. Uh, uh, Uruguay, I mean, you're part of the Orango gang. I mean, you've been uh, Orango gang from the beginning. Or, you're the, Chich the Chicho Orango gang, yeah. right? Like, um, But in the last year, a little bit, to be fair, it seems like him and Boanga have had a little bit of a struggle to get to be yeah. really cohesive, right? And so it seems like Boanga is sort of stepping up and he's trying to find his way. Um, yeah. But it was a beautiful thing seeing him nailing that goal, um, uh, yeah. you know, to, to give us that win. So talk a little bit about what you've seen from Orango in that particular game. Uh, where I, I, I thought I seen him struggling a little bit. Let me know yeah. how you felt. Well, um, I think that Chicho had a really poor first half, but – as I wrote, I don't think it was necessarily his fault. I mean, there mm. was no service. The The midfield was non-existent, uh, talking about passes uh, towards the, the forwards, creation. Uh, like, there was no creativity in that midfield in the first half. I think that Acosta couldn't feel that role. Sifu was a little bit uh, more focused in pressing and defending. Ricky Puig, mm -hmm. Brookman. So we forgot to give the ball to to our attackers and Bowanga uh, seemed to well had a better first half because of his defensive uh, work rate so he didn't need necessarily for others to pass him the ball to get the ball because <laughs> he would recover it himself but the thing with Chicho is that he needs that support that that those passes it, the only balls that that Chicho were was receiving were long passes like he was alone against Koulibaly, who is a physical beast. And then Martin Cáceres, who has a lot of experience, uh, even though he had a pretty bad game. Um, so, yeah, I, 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 I still trusted Chicho because normally if he has a chance, he's going to score it. Um, it. It wasn't like that in the last games of the regular season, but we know what Chicho is, who Chicho mm -hmm. is. We know what Chicho uh, can do. So I'm really happy for him because this is a much-needed confidence boost in a much-needed time, in a much-needed place. So I agree. If, if this it's gives the right the time, boost, we're going to win the cup because Chicho no, is, is the guy we needed to be um, confident. So Listen, this is so good that you said this because it's so true. Justin, I mean, look, man. You got Arango now flying high. You got Denis Bawanga finding his feet, now has three goals in the last two games. You have these two really rolling with it. You have Apaku coming in, making good run. I mean, this is a good thing to have, right? With Arango finding himself and with them other guys going, how can we not win, right? Like, I mean, we need Arango to have this confidence. Yeah, absolutely. It's, it's huge for Chicho. Um, yeah, I mean, as you say, he was he didn't have the best game, right? But that is exactly what uh, you need from your number nine is even if he's not having the best game, even if he's not very involved, can he find that moment, especially in the clutch moment, uh, to put the ball in the back of the net? Can he be in the right position at the right time? And that was exactly what Chicho did uh, in this game. So, I mean, it's all you can really ask for because th there's no reason. Um, and, and as you said, the substitution, I mean, I thought he might come out earlier too, but the issue is... Uh, as Eric mentioned, I mean, who do you bring on, right? If Bale was there, maybe you bring Bale on. Otherwise, you have to put Vela at the nine. I don't think that we wanted to do that. And, and uh, you know, Vela was gassed anyway, so he had to come off. When Mahala came on, it was 
it was it was a toss up. I mean, there was no clue who he was coming on for because you I actually thought he was coming Bella. in. Yeah, I actually yeah. thought he was coming in for Arango. And yeah, then when Vela was hurt, when Vela was doing it, I was like, oh, then they, I, they they just went with Vela instead of Arango is what I thought. You know what I'm saying? That's what that that was the impression that I was getting. Um, but you're right. He could have came in for any, in, any of the three, you know. Well, that's why, yeah, it, it couldn't have been Arango because then you put Vela at the nine and you don't want Vela at the nine. The only person you would really want there is Bale, uh, but he's Fair. not available. So, yeah. uh, so I think that's why Chicho just couldn't come off. And it worked out in the end, uh, but Bale will be available against Austin, or should be at least uh, against Austin. Yeah. And, and that's so, weird. Yeah, yeah. Well, yeah, that's what Steve, <laughs> that's what Steve said. So, uh, but he also was, said no one else was no one was hurt, and they all were healthy. And then we had some people on the you know on the hurt list all of a sudden. So we have to take that with a grain of salt, right, Craig? I mean, look, man, Arango is on fire. We, you know, we're we're hearing it from everybody. We need him to be on fire. We need all the guys to be firing, but. F- to watch his passion for this club too is something, right, Craig? I mean, you're a guy who loves passion of the football. You, you want your guy to be passionate. You want him to get on the run at the right time to win us this cup. Yeah, well, how many times has he been has he been doubted and almost written off this season? When Bale came in, uh, the talking about was how they were go- they were trying to sell him. They were trying to go and trade him off. You know, the 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 guys yeah. stayed there. He goes he goes through his quiet spells. But it always pops up. It always, it always produces eventually. You know, Fair. and when we go back to Boanga, Boanga had a stormer yeah, game there. But uh, he's going, he's going to have his quiet games. He might, he might not have as many quiet games or, or long runs as uh, Chicho does. But you know, he, th- there's no difference there. You know, yeah. the, the guy no, produces. You can't keep him out of the team. No, you know, so so look. What Craig's saying is right. I mean, we've said at the beginning, oh, he's going to leave because of this. And we, then we send uh, B-Rod away, right? It was supposed to be Arango. And then when Bell came in, oh, where's Arango going to be? Because we're going to have a Paco. I mean, so this is – it is crazy. He has fought hard to stay here. I So I hate to break it to you guys, but I, I don't see a scenario where he's staying. And and the thing about Chicho is that he's very hot and cold. This was his first goal in five games. You know, he's really was – was it five games? Well, I think it's four or five games. He did. I think the last goal was against Dallas at home. So you know, puts you a little bit Shoot. in the mind of this guy where he goes hot and he's his best, but then he goes really cold, gets yellow cards, plays very poorly, and costs the team's points. So you know, he's he, he, given his age and how much that contract is worth for LAFC. It could become a business, you know, sort of like a, a point of business for us to get something even more exciting, right? And it's nothing about Chicho Arango. It's about LAFC trying to think about the future. And I just don't know if Arango has a role in what, you know, John Thornton is, you know, building for the next year. Because he's already building something. And if maybe there's another DP spot that's going to open up. We might take a look at Arango, but aren't we going to look at bigger names then? You know, and 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 give I think he's a he's TAM deal, man. I think he's a I, TAM I, I, deal. Yeah, he's so, but that's the. I thing, wish he would. You're not you know? competing against the rest of Major League Soccer when he goes on a potential free agent deal 
and, and yeah. now you bring him in as a, as a DP, a Red Bull could really use this guy and propel him to a better level of his career, right? He's not mm. as young as a Tati Castellanos. as you guys pointed that out to me before. So it's not like we can sell him in the open market for a zillion dollars. So, you know, we're sort Fair. of stuck with this guy. And, you know, we're going to have to make a very, very tough decision here coming up next season. What, it's what a good stock, though. And I really it's a good stock. You know, it's a good stock. Well, I don't mind is, being stuck man, with him. He scores against the Galaxy. He does. He's on pace to be the leading scorer for LAFC. Yeah. If he continues to play for us, he's going to surpass Vela and be the leading scorer for LAFC in El Trafico. That oh. alone is worth something, right? That alone is worth something. His frequency of goals in El Trafico is higher than any other player that LAFC has played. Um, well, we're going to get into the Austin. We didn't get to talk about Gareth, not even soon enough. We didn't get to talk about uh, the the the, um, the center backs. But we got – look, we're going to run over a little bit. If you guys uh, have to go out, we understand. But we got to talk a little bit about Austin. Justin, are you okay, buddy? Yeah, good. You good? All right. Um, we got to talk about Austin a little bit. I mean, look, man, Western Conference Final, LAFC versus Austin is going to be a – Blast of a game. Um, it sort of sucks for LA because it's going to be at 12 o'clock at the bank, which is going to be a bit of a bummer. Um, however, uh, LAFC does good during the day games. Uh, someone, I think it, Eric, was it you that put the stat Celso, up about Celso put that up? Celso, Celso, you put the stat up. What was the stat for LAFC yeah, at home? LAFC has won five games at home, I believe, um, five zero and one. You know, and if you count the Portland game, you know that's another early game that we got away with. So we're, we actually have a very good retrospect playing very early on the matinee time, as I call it. Um, but yep. also, if you th remember, Nashville was fairly early as well. That game started at two. I kept that out because I drew a line there. But that game is <laughs> you know, not going our way. So, you know, yeah, listen, we don't need to talk about that one. <laughs> right. But, you know, we have good retrospect and we know how to win. You know, so you cannot no, use fair. time as an excuse at all. And it looks like no, 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 you know, no. we've been we've had good success with that. No, no, no. I was just saying for me. I would have preferred for MLS to have these two teams at the prime at prime time, uh, you know, in the afternoon where everybody can see the two. Like, I mean, come on, man! Austin is a team that was not great last year, has really turned it around. They've they've had a wonderful year this year. Um, they did beat us twice. Uh, I don't think that we showed up for either one of those games. I don't think it's really, um, you know, I don't want to I don't want to take away from it. They beat us. And so with that being said, as I was wanting Carson, I wanted Austin. I didn't want Dallas. I wanted Austin because we have to prove a point. We have to yes. beat them for when we do win the cup that we say, hey, we beat all the teams that we needed to win yes. in order to say we held this cup up and no one can say, well, you didn't beat us. That was my outlook on it. Um, so there is no excuse. You're right, Celso. There is no excuse. I don't care what time it is. I don't care if it's raining, sun. I don't care if it freaking snows in L.A. We have to win the game. Um, three chances that's just my, that, that's just right? Me. And if you can't do yeah. three chances, like we should just no. not be lifting that trophy. Right? That's right. lifted one, and they're going to be that's better right. than us. That's just the end of that. That's right. So what I want to do is let's go around. Let's talk about what you expect from this game and then sort of just give a, um, a little bit of a prediction is what I'm hoping we could get from everybody. Uh, Craig, we'll start with you, buddy. Yeah, um, okay. The, this is a, this is going to be a better team probably than than, than Carson. Uh, there's probably it's not going to be the same kind of uh, competitiveness in it, you know, that level. But uh, Austin have shown they've got the ability to choke as well. You know, they they were right. neck and neck with LAFC for a long time in the table. 
and they fell they fell behind, you know, when it, it was and it was it was it was the big games that they that they'd done that for them. So um I think I can't I can't see LAFC losing again to them just in the, the low averages. So score I'm prediction. Two one LAFC. Two one LAFC. And Craig makes a great point. And as any team that played LAFC this year, they come and play LAFC and then they have a just a horrendous three, four week of games that they'll lose because they've played LAFC so hard and spent all of their energy up. Um, so I agree. It's like they all show up to play LAFC, but then they don't have anything for after, right? Well, the only risk is that LAFC, uh, maybe there's there's a there's a bit of a bad come down after the intensity the the Galaxy game. But I think that the the, the experience in the squad You've got guys that can lift lift the squad to focus on the job again. I think that's the difference from before. No, for sure. And guys, over in the chat, if you'll start sending in your score predictions too, so we can put them on screen. Craig is at a two-one. I mean, look, Darusi is a bad mother. You know what? I mean, this guy is a bad son of a gun. I wish we had him at LAFC, but we don't. And we're going to have to see. My idea is, is that we need to put someone on Darusi and constantly be on him at all times. I don't care if it's blessing on him, tweeting around like a little bee, just nagging the shit out of him. I want someone on Darusi at all times. Eric, where are you at on what you expect from this game? And give me a prediction. All right. I think I think this game is going to be a lot different than our earlier ones. I, you know. The, I like one, the big danger is the, is giving up an early goal, but I think we're going to come out disciplined. We're going to come out to grind them down. I think that the emotional high from the last victory for Austin is going to be too much for them because they haven't been in this position in the finals before. Our captain was in this position in 2019, and I expect him to be emphasizing on the team, look, big emotional wins, and then coming into the next game, you know, we, we can't do like we did last time. We're going to have to come into it hard. I think that we are going to grind them down. I think Austin, as Craig also said, does have a tendency to choke. I think we're going to take the examples of our last games. We're going to come really high press at them because Stuver does struggle with outlets during high press. Austin does make mistakes when they're pressured high. I think that's what we're going to do. And I think we're going to come away with a very convincing win. I think uh, it's going to be 3-1 or 4-1. Three one four one. Well, we just got our first PKs. Uh, uh, Celso, listen, man. Um, we, we're getting some people thinking it might go to a tie and push into the PKs. Is that something that LAFC yeah, wants? I'm <laughs> counting this one. No, no, we do not want to go PKs. In, in, I guess, as a matter of fact, we want to keep it all in the ninety minutes. You do not want to extend a game against a team like Austin, even though we have the depth. You have to stop Drusi. You said it, Nick. Drusi has tears apart Diego Fagundes has tears apart right Fagun he's another great oh man what to do with LAFC because of the way that they play that's a guy that Fagundes plays with the chip on his shoulder he's always mouthing at the ref you know I've never seen uh, Dolo like lose his school he lost his school with Fagundes because Fagundes was constantly talking but Brad Stuber had the you know game of his life against LAFC in that very narrow win from two to one. And I just looked at our starting eleven; it looked nothing like what it is right now. We are humming right now, and they are really have some questions. I would say on the defensive side of the ball. Now we have to stay away from the mistakes on the center because they're going to continue to center the ball in, center the ball in, and they, at times we've been susceptible to letting the ball in this way. And if we fall behind that team. I don't know if we're going to have enough on the tank to bring it back because, again, 
did we leave everything on the pitch against Carson? And that's my mm -hmm. biggest concern against this game. Did mm -hmm. we just emotionally left everything out there, physically just played the best game, you know, because I saw everybody running for them. I'll see if we've ended with 60 challenges on the ball, something insane. So I worry that we come in a little flat against Austin, they get an early goal, and then suddenly it's an extra time. So I'm calling 2-1 mm. to one LAFC with an extra two time one. goal. There it is right there, Justin. I mean, look, man, um, you know, they have a great goalie, right? Max has had been really good, so we don't want to do the PK thing, right? We don't want that. Where are you on, on, on Austin, and what do you think the predictions are going to be? Yeah, Austin, obviously a very good team. Um, well, what's also saying is accurate, though. It's on the defensive side of the ball that they can really be exploited. At. I think they've conceded the highest XG of any team in the league this season. So it's been it's been their offense carrying them, uh, Driussi and co, carrying them to second place in the West and uh, just all their wins and their fantastic season. But um, I just don't see them competing with LAFC in this game. I think... Uh, I expect LAC to sit off, probably. I expect Austin to have more possession, probably 55% plus uh, in this match. I think uh, that's the way that LAFC will play, uh, as well as, you know, as I said earlier, playing in phases, there will be times where LAFC uh, will take control of the ball. Uh, but if you sit deeper, it uh, decreases the dangerousness of Driussi. Uh He's extremely quick and loves to get in behind. If you prevent that, uh, it makes him a lot less dangerous and a lot more difficult to have an impact. Uh, but also uh, on on the attacking side of the ball, if you can counter rather than have to break down a Austin low block, it'll be very simple uh, with their problematic back line. I think as well, LFC will try and press very, very high and very often in this match because, again, uh, Austin, are, if they try and play out of the back, it's going to be a problem for them and can be very easily exploited. LFC uh, turn the ball over in the, in the final third more than anybody. Uh, and so it's great to see that uh, against an Austin team. And so everyone's saying, you know, Austin's better than Galaxy are. But uh, I think that they're certainly better going forward. But defensively, they're much worse. And so I mm. think that uh, you, they could be exploited much more easily than Galaxy. Well, that's good for us. Um, yeah, absolutely is. And I mean, it's good for us. No, it is very good for LAFC, and especially if it can be exploited in the way that I think uh, it can be, uh, and which is why I will go with a 4-2 LAFC win. 4-2? Uh, I, I love these numbers, man. I'm loving yeah. it right now. Yeah, I love yeah. it. 4-2. Gaston, where are you at, buddy? I mean, um, you know, look, we're, we're, we're having some great numbers over here, right? I yeah. mean, I've only seen one peak. I'm, I'm loving the, the confidence. Uh, Austin has I'll, let four goals in. I'm, I'm looking. They're going to. They're going to on the thirtieth. At thirtieth okay. at twelve o'clock, uh, California Red Bulls time. In July. Four, by, three, by, by one o'clock, by one o'clock, it's going to be four. Don't don't you? It's going to be four right there. That, that game should not. That game should not be at noon. By the way, the fact that the Western Conference is playing before the Eastern Conference, it's so they true. can put it at noon, is insane. It's insane. Look at Craig. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> I think that Craig likes it. All right, go ahead. Go ahead, Gaston. No, on, on the schedule, I think that the game is play, is being played earlier than usual because of, of people like Craig, like Europeans who are going to watch Bale and Chiellini. Like, I think that there's going to be a big audience from, Thanks from a lot, Wales. Craig. Like... <laughs> they are Thank they you, are Craig. really close to the World Cup, so 
it makes sense to me and I, I won't complain. It's a 4 p.m. game for me, perfect time after lunch. Uh, I won't complain about that. Then on the game, uh, I'm not so sure about us being much much of a better team than Austin because we've shown some defensive difficulties too in the Carson game. I mean, look at Grand Sears goal. That Segura clearance was terrific. Yeah, or facts. So, sorry, terrible, terrible. Terrific is, is a good thing. <laughs> so um, <laughs> it was poor, yeah. So uh, unfortunately, I don't think it's going to be a 90 minutes game. Uh, I think we're going to extra time. And what really? happens Second there? Extra time right here. I'm not sure because, okay. I mean, Austin, Austin and LAFC are two teams that, uh, as you've been saying, we've got excellent attacks, but then can, can our LAFC handle Driussi, Fagundes? You've got also Musa Jite, who's a really Jite physical striker. really well. He's really good. Right. He's really good. And, and Uruti has scored like six times against us in the last two yeah. years. Yeah. insane, even yeah, when he was in Houston. And so, so yeah. It's, it's so, what's your score prediction? prediction. Uh, so it's a I'm tie game. Tie game in ninety. What's three two in in extra time? Three, so two. no penalty yeah. kicks. Did no. So for me, penalties? no. no well, they did. They did on here. They did on here, okay. and uh, they All said right. five, they said it's going to go to penalty penalties, and we're going to win five four. Um, but for myself, the overconfident son of a bitch I am, <laughs> I say three one. 3-1 LAFC. I, uh, I have a feeling that um, Bella's going to put one of those beautiful left foot in. And then we're going to get one from uh, Bawanga because we have to continue with the Bawanga train, as I always do. And uh, honestly, I think the GOAT is going to get one. I think the GOAT comes in and gets one. Yeah, and that makes 3-1. Yeah, that's what I think. I really do. I think it's set up for a 3-1 win, LAFC. Uh, we send them home with some burritos or tacos or whatever it is that they eat. And uh, we get ready for the uh, final where we go and win that cup. And we do the double and get ready for the triple. Because I told you guys, I believe in this team. And I think we're going to win this thing. I've said it from the beginning. Y'all know I have. I've been, a, yeah. I've been overconfident Dude, the whole entire time. He's the whole entire record. time. Yeah. But listen, man, I do want to say this. Thank you all for joining us. This has been a, been a really blast uh, show for me. Thanks yeah. to uh, Craig and Gaston and uh, Justin for coming on, Eric and Celso, as always. But just to have a little bit of the feel of uh, the spaces that we used to do, have you guys on, getting your opinions and stuff. Um, something I actually we want to do a lot more of. So thank you guys for coming. Anyone that's new here, please give us a like and subscribe. It really helps us out. If you like uh, content about LAFC or soccer, football, MLS, anything, please come and join us. Uh, we do this every Monday at 5 o'clock. Um, but, yeah, it has been a blast. I enjoy it. LA is black and gold. And uh, we will see you guys on the 30th. LAFC, baby.